0: The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sistina, and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today.
1: I need help getting out of my student loan debt. I'm so
0: debt. worried. How am I going to afford taking care of When's my parents? When's a good
1: time to get into the market? I'm really
0: not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I
2: wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I
0: can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits, envision your long-term goals, and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way.
3: Welcome to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. I'm your host, Stephen Lucan, and joining me on today's show is fellow certified financial planner, Tony Payne, and along with Tony and I, John Sestina. Good evening, good afternoon,
1: gentlemen. Good morning, or whatever time it is.
3: Right? How's your summer going, John?
1: uh going i'm doing nothing just kind of sitting in my office and uh, you know drilling my martial arts stuff and
3: good exercise doing, is good
1: yeah exercise is good in fact we're going to talk about that's that. that's
3: exactly what we're going to talk about today yeah. is investing in yourself
1: right? Yeah, right fitness
3: health fitness education well pay yourself first we right. always
1: teach that right. right
3: so that's going to really be today's show uh the theme <laughs> uh before we get into that main topic uh tony there was some big news this week regarding the child tax credit
2: It's coming out. Money's hitting bank accounts. Mm -hmm. We see direct deposits are being made. This is out now and it will be temporary. So not something we want to get used to at all. But there are about 35 million families for 60 million children that are going to be getting this roughly. Uh, depends on the age of the child, depends on how many children. So again, it depends. But when you go through and actually look at the numbers, it's quite a bit of dollars being spent. This first one's going to run, I think it was $10 billion
1: to $15 billion in payouts. Yeah. Total. And when did you vote on that, Tony? Well, I didn't, John. You well, you must have voted. I mean, this is a country by the constitution. Tony
3: voted for the to the for the people who voted on it. Oh, yeah, I representative my. Whoa, whoa, well, you guys are well, But adult. but to Tony, to your point, right? It's for every child age six through age seventeen. Uh, the amount is two hundred and fifty dollars a month or three thousand dollars annually, and then. Um, that's a pretty big increase because it used to be uh, $2,000 per child. Yeah. Right. So this is big. And, you know, obviously um, the, perp- the purpose behind it is to support people with children, maybe pay for a daycare, other things, uh, but to give the people who, with children a little bit more, more money in their pockets. But what we need to be cautious of and the consumers have to be cautious of is there is an opt-out feature because it is tied to your income. And if you don't pay attention to what's going on here, you could get hit pretty hard come tax season
1: because it'll all be reconciled. What are you talking about, Stephen? The government would never do that.
3: (laughs) But, John, if you made $150,000 or more, that's when the phase-out starts to go, and that's $150,000 for couples, right, or uh, if you're filing jointly. And when you do your tax return next year, the 2021 tax returns, you could end up owing a lot more because a credit's a lot different than a deduction.
2: Right. You might have made a little bit more money. Maybe your spouse went back to work. There's a few other factors that could play in. So we're seeing it where some are opting out. They ask the IRS... The IRS said yes, so you can opt out of this, and then what happens is you get the credit next year on the 1040, and it shows up all at once instead of
1: coming monthly. Wait a minute. So you're telling me I give it up, but I get it anyway?
2: Yeah, you're giving it up for now, John. You're not getting it in the interim. You're going to get it when a, the total tax bill is due.
1: So next gonna... year, when I file my 2021, I get the full $3,000.
2: Well, now we're talking. If if you have the applicable if, children, yes. Yes. Well, I'll
1: go buy some you know? yeah, get whoa, some children whoa, whoa. get
3: some children john right we're rewind applicable, 50 some years and, six uh, to 17 right <laughs> income level supply as well and if you opted out of the child tax credit what tony is saying is when you file your tax return you could reconcile the child tax credit then at that point in time but the reconciliation will come in at the 21 tax filing
1: yeah but you're still confusing me so i get it anyway
3: you do. Upon, okay. If you opt so why, out, you, uh, the application still can stand. But in, if you're concerned about whether or not you qualify, you should opt out.
1: Well, of course. But the point is, you get it anyway. It's not really a, what, what did you call a restriction or... Limitation. There's no limitation because you get it. Oh, if
3: you have children. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For those of us who don't have children doesn't matter.
1: What's the nearest orphanage from here?
3: John, you can write him a check.
1: (laughs) It does apply
2: to adopted children, and that is something that they're trying to incentivize, too. So, again, there are tax credits there, John. Yeah, Yeah. we'll we'll bite.
3: Have at it. All right. Well, we're going to switch now over to another topic that we've been talking about a lot the last 12 months is inflation. Uh, And, again, this week, a CPI report, Consumer Price Index. Report came out, and for the month of June, the consumer prices increased by 5.4%. That's huge.
1: Wasn't it just, uh, you know, next to nothing a few months ago?
3: Yeah. So we were told, right? And this is the biggest, largest increase since August of 2008. But, Tony, there's a little stipulation there. and What was the biggest factor in all of that?
2: One of the biggest factors is used cars. And when we think about used car prices, and it's in here, I mean, they dissected the numbers to say almost a third of that increase is because of the used car market. Just new car prices, used car prices, and then when you throw in some of the travel stuff with course just the rebound of having to retrain pilots add new flights travel prices are up too. gas prices are up so when you look at this as a total it's adding up here
1: so why is the used car market such a problem
2: well, we've talked about it here before, John. It was your favorite topic. It was the, chips. Know, the chips. Yeah, chips. The chips. Yeah, the chips. Chips were down,
1: and so they began to <laughs> charge us. <You> know, <laughs> when, when, something like that. When, when <laughs> the
2: supply chain gets interrupted, I mean, when we're on that on-demand delivery schedule and things get interrupted, here we are. And this is something that had been on the radar for five or six years. It's just building these foundries, getting the approval, that kind of stuff. It's
1: such a big deal that it caught up. Yeah, Well, it shouldn't be a problem. They've discovered there are UFOs out there, right? Sure. And that's where they get their chips now. They They deliver them.
3: Right, they could. They could get the chips. Um, But we're seeing the lumber prices go down, right? So we're seeing a correction there. But now the the other report I read was rubber. Rubber prices are spiking, and that could affect tires.
2: Now, see, I was reading the International Rubber Journal in April, (laughs) and it was—
3: you guys. Of uh, course uh, you were. My (laughs) my
2: great-grandfather wrote a couple articles for him, so that was why. So as I get on the uh, website there, and I'm going through and reading here, they predicted that. That was something they talked about. Global rubber prices in April were going to start skyrocketing. I mean, that's the kind of thing that we know is inflation. That's real. Mm -hmm. That's not going to go backwards. When they say everything that touch I mean, I'm just looking around the room here. Think of all the rubber, silicone things that are in your life. All of that is a serious ingredient in manufacturing. Right. That's core ingredients
1: going up. The only one worse is oil. Yeah. Because oil is in everything. It's in your medicine, it's in your, your pencil or whatever you have. It's all over your car. Yeah. It's yeah, all it's over in your the plastics house. too. And all of your television and all your little toys. So and along
3: with the production to make everything, how much oil is used?
1: Yeah, aren't right? you glad we're killing oil production?
3: <laughs> so like- some people think we are, which I countered pretty quickly, <laughs> saying it's a long way away from uh, killing any uh, usage oil. And again, electric car—you know, we are switching to an electric vehicle. I agree, but that doesn't mean overnight we're going to stop using oil.
1: Nor no, does it mean no. that you'll be able to supply them energy. Do you know how much plastic and uh, stuff from oil is? In the, uh, what is it? The, not the Lexus. What's that car called? The Tesla. The Tesla. What about? It's about 70% plastic.
3: Right, right.
1: Okay, and that's all oil. Mm-hmm. And where are they going to get the power to charge this sucker up? Yeah. They have to generate the electricity, right? Sure. Where do they do that?
3: Right, the power plants. From, from the which coal is, plants. Right, from that's the coal exactly plants. exactly right. Yeah. So,
1: the oh, coal-powered
3: well. cars are good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the other thing with the Tesla I think is interesting is the batteries are not reusable. That's right. So, and I, I don't know if it's true, but I think there are other car companies that are developing their technology off the usage of taking the non reusable Tesla batteries and using it for their electric cars, which would be brilliant. Yeah, right. That's some that's some good engineering there. So um, CPI, it's legit. I'm sure we'll consumer price index and inflation. We'll talk more about this on upcoming shows, just like we have in the past. But for the remainder of the show, we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, investing in yourself. And we're going to talk about that, not from the investing of stocks and mutual funds and bonds, but from other factors, which are probably more important than the dollars assigned to it. So when we come back from the break, we'll bring up that discussion. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.
0: You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes.
3: Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. I'm your host, Stephen Lucan. Tonight's show, we took a really uh, interesting topic on investing in yourself and not from a dollars and cents perspective, but more maybe a psychological health and fitness. So we're going to get into that. Uh, First segment, we talked a little bit about cost of living adjustments and inflation consumer price index. And actually, I gave it away because a lot of the Social Security benefits are tied to cost of living adjustments. And there was uh, some news on that information, Tony. Want to care to share that with the listeners?
2: Yeah, if you are receiving Social Security, at least for now, again, we'll see how the next four months shake out of everything. But what, it, what is happening is that high inflation number is going to translate to a higher Social Security benefit. So right now it's looking like it may go up about 5.3, 5.4%, which that's a pretty big increase overall. I mean, that's almost the biggest in over 10 years. So when we go through and really look at the numbers, there's help on the way. But if you're dealing with this inflation now, it's it's not helpful. It's, for, it's next year that we're talking so, about
1: this so increase. congratulations, time. John. Yeah, I'm all excited <laughs> about that increase. It's just so dramatic, you know? Yeah. These poor people out there are struggling along on Social Security. And it's, it never catches up, it's much like wages. They never catch up with Social Security because there's the inflation and then your wage goes up. So now you're in a higher tax bracket, so you've got more problems. You have to remember that inflation in particular is a favorite tool of the government because it helps them get more taxes, force you in a higher tax bracket and uh, puts more pressure on the workforce okay why why are you looking at me that way tony
3: Well, we think inflation's (laughs) a healthy thing as
2: economists normally i mean inflation's good you want a growing money maybe not this much but inflation in general is a good thing you you don't want people sitting on cash if you're sitting on cash there's no productivity so the idea is if you're losing two percent a year on your cash if inflation's three percent they're pushing people to go out and do things but to this level, like you're saying, I mean, on that last article we talked about at the beginning of the show, the child tax care credit, one of the highest people up at the Jackson Hewitt tax agency said, you're seeing the tax system being used as the biggest engine for social change. And that's coming from a nonpartisan, big corporate person. So some of what we're talking about, John, with this inflation stuff, you're right on it. I mean, some of this money that's coming out here in excess supply, there's still only so many goods. Right. There's only so many factories that make this stuff. So when we're talking about Social Security going up, I mean, even last year it was 1.3 percent, about. So I mean that that is comparatively a lot, 5.3. But when inflation's happening in the middle, you're stuck.
3: Well, the with- we we talk about the, the right now the war was on wage increases and in inflation, and that's what I think we'll see in the second round of inflation is, okay, wages will go up. The, the workers are making a statement, so the businesses will have to adjust by increasing, but that, is, as you always say, follow, flows through to, to the consumer. So the consumer is going to get another round of inflation here probably in the next 12 months due to the wage increase.
2: Definitely. That, so,
3: again, so this 5%, is that going to even, like you said, it's short of chasing its tail to try and catch up. Is that your point?
1: My point? Yeah. Yes, they're out there. Uh, the tax uh, tax agency is being used as a cudgel these days. I mean, just like it attacked the Tea Party several years ago, it's now being used, as you said, as a tool to force all kinds of things. I mean, for example, right now the government's screaming, you have to pay a $15 an hour minimum wage but what do you say to all those businesses that were shut down during the pandemic because they were shut down mm-hmm. and so now the ones who are trying to come back they can't pay $15 an hour so now what happens right so it becomes i, I think what's happening is they're trying to cause us to become government dependent so oh like there's the been a big shift on that i agree the child care credit is a big one there uh these tax things get people on uh, whatever they're doing and so now once everybody's getting a check from the government hallelujah we're cuba well didn't i mean that was even with the the ppp loans right they yep. they the
3: the businesses benefited as much as the consumers and it was—I don't want to call it a payoff, but yeah. it was trying trying to keep everybody content, right? I mean, as everything was shut down,
2: these all-time highs, the wages going up. I mean, this money's coming from somewhere. It is a cycle, so yeah, it's as coming these from people, deficits.
3: right? Twelve, right, no, 12 exactly. trillion dollars of stimulus in. Twelve months, right?
2: Which maybe at three percent interest isn't such a bad thing. When you're going to see record high interest rates in the next decade, I mean, maybe now is the time to do some borrowing. I mean, we're having all this fun at three percent and lower interest rate. I mean, imagine the terrible five, eight percent, let alone double digits. I'm at twelve. I mean, that's scary stuff.
1: percent. Right, right. You've seen it, John. But then you then you You look at the other
3: issue that comes with it is the federal uh, deficit, right? How do you? How does the government manage debt that large at a 10 percent interest rate
1: that's going to be the shocker to the community (laughs) i'm telling you because right now it's barely a a blip on the screen Sure, you know three percent even at five it's going to be kind of manageable but at the rate they're adding money to this deficit what is the next proposal is another six trillion dollars yeah well you add that on top of what is it now 33 trillion
3: and and jerome powell said this week that they don't plan on tightening the screws right, at all. Right. It's going to, the you know, fiscal policy is going to remain as is, which again is frightening yep. just to see how loose it's been.
1: Well, people have to get involved in government. I'm, I think part of the, our greatest challenge is not taxes, not who's president, none of that, but it's the apathy of the American people. We don't even know how bills are made. We don't even know how the government works and people causing riots and challenges and so forth saying things they don't even know about especially our history. And so here we go. We're, we're, we're we're being forced to pinpoint on one little item and everybody focuses on that. And that's the, you know, party of the day and the government's moving along. Yeah. So I'm glad you guys are young. You'll have to deal with it.
3: (laughs) Well, okay. Well, we're going to switch top. We're not going to switch topics. So social security increase about 5% and then for perspective last year, it was 1.3%. So to your point, John, about being involved, and being maybe stimulated mentally, right? We're talking about investing in yourself. Um, for, you know, for tonight's theme is personal investments outside of the IRA and four hundred one k. When we talk about invest in your health, education, or well being, John, what do you think?
0: Well, about? I'm thinking
1: first of all to be make yourself healthy, as healthy as you can be. And uh, as you grow older, you will see, young men, that uh, being healthy is a big deal. I used to say. You have your health, you have everything. Well, I think Correct. that's true. I agree. And so you need to work on what keeps you healthy, makes you healthier. And we're finding that uh, exercise is a big part of that. Yeah. You, you need to be exercised. So, in fact, there's uh, one of these articles talked about the fact that if you if you do exercise, you belong to a gym, that's cheaper than not taking care of yourself and going to a doctor. Okay. So what do you say?
3: Yeah. I'm going to ask Tony the same question,
2: (laughs) right? Based upon the tone of how we let in, I might invest in a bottle right now for (laughs) well-being. That that might be my mental health. Bottle of water, stay hydrated. um, No, No, again, what (laughs) you guys are talking about, I mean, $2,500 a year, that's what to quantify it, John. And that's a Johns Hopkins study. They tried to quantify it, go across how many people are out there to say, what does it mean to stay healthy financially? And we know it. You can save, you can do well, but if you don't have your health, What are you gonna do? If you have set goals, you're not able to do those. The money's not, that's one part of the triangle. So I know we're coming up on a break here. So we'll come back into this and more.
3: that's what we'll talk about. We'll talk about how your health can affect your financial plan, good health. And that's why we stress it as an important factor in your financial plan. Uh, When we come up uh, on the break, we'll dig into that. You've been listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. I'm your host, Stephen Lucan. Joining me on today's show is Tony Payne. We're both certified financial planners and John Sestina. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about John E. Sestina and Company and the Managing to be Wealthy process, you can look us up on the web at managingtobewealthy.com or give us a call on our, at our office on Bethel Road at 614-326-3077. So today's topic is really about personal investments outside of the IRA, 401k, or financial investments. And Tony, I asked you yeah. before, right, what, what comes to mind?
2: Perhaps uh, aside from that bottle, <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> we, we think about the good things, though. I mean, I, I shared with you, I, I know I talked with you guys, and I went to the eye doctor a couple months ago. They're able to do a new test, get a baseline so to go through that, not covered by the eye insurance, whatever, but he offered it. The office had the machine. I thought, hey, that's, you know, that's kind of neat. I'll, I'll pay for that. I'll spring for that, have it on my file. And that was one example. And then you start thinking about some of these new medical technologies that are out there where you can do some of the proactive testing, some of it anonymously for those who don't want their name assigned to something. So to go out there and use some of these new tools where it may not be covered by insurance, it's not under the plan, it's not something included, it's outside of your deductible. I mean, that's where I was thinking with some of this stuff too, because if you're utilizing an HSA plan and you're doing it well, some of those items that might not be covered under the plan to be paid for by insurance, you might still be able to pay for in a better way out of your HSA. So these are the kinds of things that when you're approached with maybe opting into a survey or diagnostic test, you know, to immediately say, is it covered by insurance or not, which that's what most people do, I think, I, I cringe a little. And that's where hopefully if we're investing in some of these things that maybe become the standards maybe the insurance companies do add them later on but these are the kinds of things I was thinking Steve have you done anything like that
3: exactly to your point the eye the, the exam for your eyes okay. right? Yep. about the uh, x-ray yeah right? let's call it even dental x-rays right a lot of people are like, don't take it it's a waste of money <laughs> but here we are as financial planners talking about being proactive right and that's what these tests are about is being proactive versus reactive to a situation so I do think it it's important the cost may be prohibitive but I think it's worth weighing that option for your own benefit to make sure that's why the doctor's doing it it's not for his financial benefit is to be hey if there's a situation let's be in front of it versus reactive to it
1: right is this your physical exam for for health sure of course One it is it, right and so a lot of people need to think of it like that I mean if you have a car you take your car in for service You should. You should. Yeah. And you have a little schedule after so many miles or so many months, you turn it on. Why did it do, why did you do that to preserve the car? Mm -hmm. So you do it in advance. Well, guess what? Your body is a piece of machinery that you own and manage you ought to take care of it in advance. right? So that was good, Tony.
2: Thank you, John. You you and I have talked with enough physicians over the years that, I mean, they've ingrained in us the well visit. You know, It's not just going in when you need it. By then, they don't know what your normal readings are, how to treat you. Again, just the auto analogy is so perfect. If you go to your regular mechanic, they know the ins and outs of that engine, that car. But if you just go into the new place when you break down, you don't maybe trust them. They don't know you. They don't know the body. All those same analogies are true in medicine so to be proactive take care of your health it's so important and again the numbers show up where later on in life you may have a lot more out of pockets a lot more things let alone quality of life
1: so i thought this was a pretty big deal i think so it is and uh, the, the only challenge is if uh since i was just with the doctor yesterday you go into this place and good it's, job it's uh... you get a gold star <laughs> for the day <laughs> on probably, topic right? he was on topic well that's because bobby was there you right. know, I, had to, I had to go and uh first thing that happens is we pull into this parking lot. It was 50 million acres of parking lot. Okay. And we had to find a place to park and they did have patient assigned parking lots and guess what? None were available because okay. they were filled up.
3: That's good though. So, maybe.
1: Um, <laughs> maybe maybe maybe. <laughs> Not <wasn't> for me. <laughs> right. So right. after a search, you know, we called in the uh the uh the, uh, the Royal Canadian mountain police. Cause they do searches Yeah, and they helped us find the door to this place. Okay. And so now we go and it's a humongous building with 50,000 people everywhere in this building, doctors, administrators, and so forth. And so, uh, then we finally, they give us a chance to sit down in the lobby, which was when you talked, you had an echo. Okay. So a little big. Yeah. Okay. Then eventually after almost an hour, we got to see the doctor. What's the problem with that? Number one, it's too big. Okay. When I see, we're old enough to remember, we used to go to the doctor and he'd sit down and talk to you. Right. Talk to you. Imagine that. Yeah. And I brought that out to these people. They weren't very interested, but (laughs) I'm sure they weren't, right? That doesn't fit their model, John. (laughs) And the reason is the government gives them limited time Mm -hmm. to spend with the patients. Yeah. And so that's, anyway. So I agree with you, Tony. We need to do this in advance for sure. You know, Bobby makes me do it in advance. But I have this white coat disease, so when I go in there, my blood pressure skyrockets, so I yeah. don't, don't want to go. <laughs> right. And you, Stephen, you're perfectly healthy. So.
3: I am blessed with my health. I wouldn't say I'm perfectly healthy, but I think fitness is a key component to your financial plan because you can save a lot in your financial plan with good fitness. Uh, just from doctor visits, uh, being a normal checkup versus a you know, uh, being a pers- being on a <laughs> prescription pill or something, fighting some kind of uh, ailment you may be dealing with. But fitness and what you eat, your intake is so critical to yeah. your health and well-being.
1: Yeah, well, that's why I did martial arts because when they would break my bones, they would repair them for me right on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Splints. Great, care. Great care. Excellent care. Yeah. Uh,
2: wood available. So around. I believe,
1: I think there's three
3: types of fitness. I, I believe this is what I strive yeah. for what is uh, physical fitness. And then something we do financial fitness and then spiritual or psychological fitness You need thought you need. And I think that where even in today, we we actually had a uh, someone who has a yoga studio as yoga is becoming more and more popular because that's a good form of psychological fitness. Where you can have calming and I know yeah. your martial arts practice. Less we'll stress
2: less stress on the joints. Less too. stress, yeah.
3: right? And on the heart. And maybe if you're coming up with adversity, there's other ways to deal with it versus a stressful level. Like a, stress level. Like
1: a bottle for Tony. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: so I think those are those are important pieces and this all does relate to your financial plan. It does. Right. So what are, what are when I say health in your financial plan, what do you what do you think immediately?
2: Well, immediate, my brain goes to the health savings account because I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it goes to things like those optional investments. I mean, even the idea of, you know, you're playing video games all day, you're sitting down, you invest in the blue light blocker maybe on your lenses. I mean, those kind of little things maybe where, hey, do you buy the nice sunglasses? You're out all day. You enjoy being outside. I know I do. I, I like to golf. I like to fish. I like being outside. So for me to really do the reviews and try to protect what I've got was important to me. So for me, that's one of the examples too, where, you know, you got to be able to evaluate. It's almost like the buy one's cry one show where there are things that sometimes they are worth paying for that you may not see right away.
1: All right. Get out of the virtual world, get into the real world, take a walk, you know, you and your spouse, if you have one, take a walk around the neighborhood, meet your neighbors, talk Mm -hmm. to people. That's good for you emotionally as well. Just knowing who people are around you. So,
3: I think the psychologically, the pandemic was very stressful from the yes. lack of social interaction, and yes. I, that's one of the negatives of being working from home. Is there's lack, lacking of social interaction.
2: Yeah. We
3: need that. You, you, some people draw the energy from other people. Introverts have that. It's a drain, but nonetheless, it's a, your your emotions are moving yep. uh, from interact social interaction. I think that's important,
1: especially children.
3: Right. That they they were cooped up in the basement all day doing virtual learning. So that was a big deal. Well, we're coming up here on a break. And uh, for the last segment, we'll continue the conversation on investing in your well being and personal investments. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.
0: You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes.
3: Welcome back to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. I'm your host, Stephen Lucan. Today's show, we're talking about personal investments, talked a little bit about physical fitness. Psychological fitness, financial fitness is something we talk about all the time. John, when we're, we, one of the things I've noticed over the years is when we talk about longevity, and we say, oh, people probably might live to age 90 or 92. I often hear, "Well, I don't want to live that long." Right. I, I don't necessarily agree with that as long If the quality of life is there and you're in good shape, I think it's fantastic. An uh, example worked with a woman 98 years old she would come to the office and I actually would say to her, I'll come to your house. She goes, no, I like this. It's my exercise. It's something for me to do something for me to look forward to. But she, she lived on her own in, into her late nineties mm-hmm. and you know, God bless. I think that's fantastic. And yep. so you, you got to take care of yourself. And I think the quality of life is important, especially in retirement years.
1: Don't you agree or disagree? Oh, I agree. I've you know? tried to take care of myself. You know, I've, had one friend tell me I've done more damage to my body in that's all the years that I've been alive. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, there are circumstances you don't control.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like me with my eyes. I can't see anymore. So that's that's a problem. Or, you know, you, you've had surgery on your knee and then the other one wants to go down on you. But you
3: still work out, though.
1: I do every day. Right? What's Why? Well, because it's part of my DNA. Okay. I've worked out since I was a little kid.
3: It makes you feel good
1: no i don't know why i work out <laughs> okay I'm trying to stay strong or get bigger or do whatever i want to do but you know at first it was to play football mm-hmm. that was a big deal i was a skinny little nothing and uh in the very very beginning you know living in one of the cold camp in west virginia we played football without equipment on dirt rock piles and so that was kind of fun to a
3: degree, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably made some diamonds there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope.
1: Lots of scratches. Yeah. And we did play, when we could find a ball, we played softball, baseball, one of those kind of the deals like that. So, usually it was around the sports. Yeah. But by the same token, the lifestyle there and then was you, you had physical activity. Look at kids today. They have scheduled activities. You know, they have an appointment, Tony. And so... They they can't just go out and play anymore. We used to go play, build forts, uh, make our own toys and all that other good stuff and run around and skin our knees and etc. And I think that's, that's good for your emotional health because it helps you as a young person deal with all those things in a small way. So as you grow older and hit bigger obstacles, you can handle them.
3: Yeah. I think, the, I, think I, I understand your point where you're coming from. From my childhood experience, you tell your friends, let's meet at the park yep. on Saturday morning. There was no cell phones. There was no, Everybody showed up. And if you didn't show up, you heard about it on Monday morning. Right. But, but I think the kids of today, will they do benefit, but I think it is a little too structured and rigid for them. But nonetheless, the physical activity is important. Um, Tony, when I talk, when you yeah. hear about physical fitness and retirement, what comes to mind with you there?
2: Swimming. I I mean I I talk about it and depending upon the doctor and the accountant I'm not gonna go there but there are some benefits sometimes if you are prescribed swimming to have a pool so to go through and be deliberate in how you make decisions how you record-keep I mean that's the kind of thing where it's low impact on the joints you can stay active hopefully be outside enjoy a nice day I mean those are the kinds of things I think of retirement and physical fitness if that's alluding to any of my goals I hope that's clear, but yeah, to, to be able to get out and enjoy the day,
3: yeah. And the and the, the hardest is is when you're you see the people that uh, they work hard their whole life, then they retire, they stop working, they're financially independent, but they're not physically fit enough to enjoy right. that freedom of retirement. That's the toughest that I see. I, I wish everyone would have the a good stretch of time to enjoy things that are different, maybe going to Europe or going international and walking a lot. So I think physical fitness and retirement is really important.
2: Well, and I think part of what we're saying too is, I hate to be that guy, but maybe we are, we're talking about balance today. I mean, it's not just in retirement or putting certain things off and it's the whole financial planning idea. It's what we do day in and day out. When you take care of yourself and you're financially fit, then you're allowing yourself the ability to take a month off of work travel with the family go to europe for a month with the kids and rent a van i mean that's the kind of thing that if you're planning ahead and being diligent you don't have the guilt you're not getting behind it's not hey i only live once let me just blow it all up No, we have to do things responsibly, but then we can have that balance and peace of mind that, yes, I can drop a lot of money that I might not have ever spent on something while the family's here, while I'm young, while my knees work. I mean, that's the kind of stuff, too, that with the balance idea, if we're doing that along the way, well, retirement becomes a different phase. Perhaps we enjoy more of the mental enjoyments of charity, of giving, of helping the next generation out. I mean, it's almost that cycle there where we're active when we're younger in certain ways and we're active when we're older in certain ways. And it's finding that balance, I think. John, any disagreements?
1: No. I mean, how many people do we know that have uh, that take vacations, they bring their whole families? I mean, their mm-hmm. whole families. Right. The adult kids and everything because they can afford to do it. Just think what emotional peace that is for them. Right. And uh, uh, a friend of ours just recently had their fa- just one part of their family over, and the emotional grief when they left is, mm-hmm. is pretty exemplary of how important it is to be attached. Mm-hmm. You know, we do need to get back to families. <clears throat> I think that's a fundamental thing. When I was in a seminary, going to be a Catholic priest, believe it or not, uh, one of the brothers came to class in the theology class, and he explained, and it sounded so strange to me at 18. He said, the fundamental basis of our entire society is the family. He said, you have no family, you have nothing. And what do we have today? We have people living in, you know, whatever they're living in, and uh, they're not attached to anyone. They go do their party things, you know, and they do the little, what was that thing I was talking about? I don't know anything about.
2: The TikTok. The TikTok. Yeah. The, yeah. the yeah. Instagram. I knew it was gonna come up today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You <laughs> got time to say it.
1: <laughs> So all that other stuff. But they don't have any real emotional attachments. Family is an emotional attachment. Yeah. And so everybody should be working on that.
3: I know you always say it starts at the dinner table too. That yep. structure yep. of family times is at the dinner table, put the cell phones away or every, no distractions and yep. and have conversation. May not always be good conversation, but it needs to be had. Right, even bad conversation is good conversation sometimes Mm -hmm. uh the other one i I, we mentioned you talked a little bit about is the psychological fitness um mental reading uh stimulation thought uh very equally important in all years amen right um so and then the last is diet diet is so so important to your uh, your well-being yeah, the shortcut is fast food, right? We are a fast food society, which is dangerous. Yep. I I used I used to live off of it. I had a conversation with Cole today. We were talking about, you know, fast food and he's trying to cut it and which is great.
1: He
2: said For, he's been eight months clean almost.
1: Yeah. rounding up. Yeah. yeah, but he hasn't yeah. gained an ounce in 25 years. <laughs> yeah. right.
3: Sidebar, but yeah, but but right, you we had. There's a lot of shortcuts in society from whether it is your TikTok, John, your TikTok account, or fast food. So it's the, the try not to take the shortcut. Right. Right. Hard the hard things are saving for retirement. The hard things are uh having a clean and healthy diet or or exercise every day. But these are the sacrifices you have to make for yourself now for your long term.
1: And they're the great you get the greater rewards from those things. Right. Delayed gratification. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. It sure it's, is.
2: Compound interest for your health. I mean yep. that's what we're talking about is longevity, the miracle of compound interest. It's the same thing.
1: You got
3: it. It's good points. Uh any other final thoughts John on
1: people investing in themselves? I think you got it. You need to do that. As we always say, pay yourself first. And this is one of those things, pay yourself first.
3: And it's not easy. Not easy. Right. Life it's, is it, hard. It's sacrifices. How about you Tony, any final?
2: Um, I believe it was Voltaire. I forget who it was exactly, but the idea is self-preservation isn't a cost. If you're not doing it, it's an expense. So, it doesn't have to be a big trip or big dollar amount things, but to take the time for yourself, it could be costly if you're
3: not doing that. Outstanding. That's a good ribbon for today's show. Yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, thank you to all the listeners out there. Please tell your friends and tune in next week. You've been listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.